You're listening to the Take Him With You podcast with Rick and Amy on the Stitcher Radio Network. Hey, welcome everybody to episode number 215 of Take Him With You on St. Patrick's Day, the 17th of March, 2013. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. the morning to you there lass um well it's kind of the evening though yeah yeah i'm having problems with my microphone tonight because i'm picking up on your microphone oh how's that i don't know hmm i don't know what i'm doing well we've had a good day but a long day and a busy busy weekend busy busy weekend i know and so glad i use irish springs because if I didn't, I'd stink. You actually do use Irish Springs. Well, not right now. Are you out of your Irish Springs? I'm out of my Irish Springs, lass. Oh, I didn't know that. Not smelling so good. Oh, uh, well, you have some, like, other stuff that stinky good wise. Stinky good like cheese. Well, no, better than cheese. Stinky good. <laughs> That's kind of weird to say stinky good. Hi, everybody. I meant this smells good. <laughs> Welcome to taking with you out a little bit later than normal. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. We're you're trying to still um, projects that you thought were only going to take a couple weeks. Yeah. You're going on what your fourth or fifth week? Uh oh, now I can't hear it's myself. Okay, we're working on it. Okay. <laughs> I we're going on our fourth or fifth week. Wow, look at on the little recorder. It kind of went down to nothing. No, you're okay. Trust me. Okay. Perfect. It is up to my mouth. Good. Hmm. You'll be fine. Okay. I'll fix it. All right. I mean, you could turn it up just a little bit more if you wanted. Try oh, that. Okay. That all right. seems a Hi, little Hi, everybody. Better. We're testing out our microphone. Yeah. We thought we had that all done before we started recording. Yeah. yeah. So people who don't realize, um, who don't podcast, I've been patiently waiting here because... You decided you wanted to do a, a no, little intro. You said you wanted that more than the other one that I did. That yeah. Well, I didn't realize that you were going to take fifteen minutes to well, edit 15 together. Minutes, a like little. three, three. You're so impatient it was lately. More like 15. Amy is so impatient lately. You should see how impatient she is. It was more like fifteen minutes. You're to so get impatient. That little jig going. Quit being impatient. Hmm. I think I've been pretty patient. I've been patient for 26 years. That's well, what are, you, are you threatening to leave me or something? No, but I'd like to hogtie you and tell you to stop it sometimes. I'm opening up my Coke Zero. Oh, don't drink it on the microphone, though. I wouldn't. I heard you. I had to have wet my whistle there. Ah, uh, it's noisy. I can whistle. Yeah. So, yeah, been crazy. So, sorry we're late, and we'll just get past that now and mm-hmm. talk about what we're going to talk about. But um, I made a song this week. I was so busy this week that I couldn't see straight, 
And it was kind of hard because there was a lot of edits to stuff that I had already started. Mm-hmm. And so I was really tired and frustrated. You've been doing edits for like... Days. Days and days. Well, 28 songs is a lot of songs. And then the, the person wants it exact, mm-hmm. which is okay. That's fine. Uh, and then, of course, at the same time, if it would have been just one job, that had been fine. But it was like three jobs that needed to be edited right now. Mm-hmm. And I still have more to do after the podcast is done. Yeah. So it's a little bit crazy right now. But we'll get there. Yeah. We'll be okay. Uh, but I, I was so frustrated one night that I had to write a song. Okay. Now, you would think, you would think that a person that has edited all day doesn't want to write a song and edit more. Well, there's different kinds of work, though. Um, like, like with me with gardening. Yeah. There's some work that's like weeding and it's just drudgery and it's a lot of work. It, you know, and it can still be fun if it's a sunny day and, you know, pleasant out. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that can be kind of tedious. Yeah. But then there's putting in a new flower bed and designing a new flower bed and being all excited about the creative process. Yes. And it's a different kind of energy that comes with creativity compared to the tedious stuff. Yeah. So I let my aggressions out in a rap song. Oh, no. Uh-huh. And uh, it's pretty elaborately rocking. Okay. So those of you that don't like, like, Fast like, forward uh, a bit. like Eddie Van Halen riffs, which, by the way, uh-huh. I'd sent this song to around to some people. And I said, man, you just shredded on the guitar. I didn't play the guitar on this one. I sang on it. Okay. But the guitar, it was from one of my programs that I use. And somebody else recorded the guitar. I just put it into the song. Yeah, like. So gar- no, I'm like not a with, guitar virtuoso or whatever you call it. Was it Garage Band or was it? No, something. I have graduated from Garage Band. Like, so what was it? Mac? I'm now in Logic Pro. Logic Pro. Yeah. Well, let me know so I can take my headphones off. Well, you'll like the, the beginning part. So check this out, everybody. Okay. This is called Yo Edit. To all my homies who like to edit. Yeah, see the shiny screen with the colored little bars. Spending so much time on them, I started seeing stars. Yo, edit, yo, edit, yo, edit, yeah, some more. Podcast or commercial, audiobook or DJ. I edit in the morning to the night and all day. You'd think my eyes would tire from cranking content higher. But no, my friend, I do it, cause to that I do aspire. Yo, edit, yo, edit, yo, edit, click the mouse. So here's to all my homies with software that records. Let's make another soundbite and entertain the hordes. Check the mic, load the file, FTP takes quite a while. So watch out, world, it's coming out and coming out in style. Yo, edit, yo, edit, yo, edit, click the mouse. Yo, edit, yo, edit, yo, edit, click the mouse.
man. I could see that you love, you love this song. Um, you're just jam- she. She was doing air guitar. Everybody, no. I've never seen her do that before. It was awesome. Yeah, and you didn't know either. Between a one and a ten, you have had some songs you've written that have been a nine or a ten for me. What, what does that mean? That I mean, really good. Really awesome. I'd love to listen to that. That's over so kind and over. of you that you gave this, that a nine. This, That's awesome. This one, this song would be probably a negative two. What? Yeah. Oh, come on. Well, you know how much I love, and that said sarcastically, um, electric guitar squealing my ears off. No, not my thing. Mm-mm. Not my thing. Okay. But I appreciate that you got some enjoyment and some creativity doing that i'm sure that there will be people like maybe your friend jeff or wayne or somebody out there will appreciate it it. wayne already heard it yeah i figured al liked it al already heard it yes several people heard it already Mm -hmm. i just thought i'd put it in yeah i I noticed for those of you that don't i noticed that you didn't show it to me until right now because you knew I wouldn't like it. Um. Yeah. Yeah. You were kind of, I don't know, you were kind of tired. No, tired the other night, so I didn't play it for you. Oh. Irritated, too. Well, you know, I mean, I knew you wanted to air guitar to it and rock out. and No. You were just tired, so I didn't want to really bug you that night. So I just played it right now. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so besides that, <laughs> what's going on? Oh, uh, lots of things, I guess. I mean, it's just been a crazy week. I don't really know what to what to say. What do you want me to say? You're yawning. Yeah, it's been a long week. Um, then, yeah, it's just been. <laughs> Boy, we, you're just like it. We had our our kids over to, tonight after church. We came home. <coughs> this morning after this church, morning. we came home. Well, uh, this afternoon, mm-hmm. after church, and, I, um, and we I cooked dinner. Did some shopping, and you cooked dinner. You made a really nice chicken dinner with winner, with, winner, chicken dinner. I think I think everyone liked it. I enjoyed. I it. I didn't hear from anybody if they liked it. That's how nice my family is. Sit around, slave over a hot stove. <laughs> what? What are you laughing for? <laughs> We eat, and then everybody leaves. Bye. And I'm still soaking wet from washing the pots and pans. And I want to say, dirty. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, you for washing the pots and pans. Thank you for cooking, and you thank me for washing the pots and pans. I also prepped, but my daughter and her friend peeled, peeled potatoes, potatoes, which yes. was really nice of them. But you, you touched the chicken, which made me happy because I don't like touching dead animals. Most people don't. Yeah, well, somehow you get around that. Well, they're just tasty is what they are. Mm. Dead animals are tasty. For those of you that don't eat dead animals, vegetables and uh, other products are tasty mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, I still am concerned about not seeing oh, you'll my be, little lines you, on the screen. You'll be fine, trust me. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. Okay. Yeah, so we've had a really busy week. I'm thankful for that because that means you have work but we're trying to get those projects edited so you actually get paid for the work you've been doing the last month yeah which would be good yeah so busy 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 and um you've been working a lot of late nights 
Um, I've been busy working and we're getting ready talking about um, Easter with the family and um, my daughter-in-law Ivy's birthday is this week. Yeah, yeah, and then um, two. You're eighty. How old is my Nina now? Your mom. My mom. I think she's eighty-three. Eighty-three years old, and asked me to order her a Kindle Fire today because mm-hmm. her Kindle broke. But her Kindle try- broke. It broke good. I'm gonna try one more thing. You know, but I, I don't think it's gonna work. I think that that in small electronic devices, uh-huh. there's a little chip. That says we will only last for, for X two, amount of like time. Two years. Because this is when they're going to have an upgrade or a new one come out. So we'll just quit my, working. My first Kindle quit after about two years. And then yeah. my mom ordered one right around the time you got one. Yeah. I got mine because she thought it was cool. And um, hers quit just a couple months after mine quit. So this it kind of made me, hmm. So I don't know. But. Well, yeah. now she'll have a Kindle Fire, I and you're going to have to teach be. her how to use the Internet. Yeah. That ought to be <laughs> fun. I think, you know, there's a lot of people that it can adapt. Like, my mom's real funky. Yeah. And she she has a, an iPad mini. Your mom's a bit younger than my mom, though. I want an iPad mini. They're cool. Yeah. They're baby ones. Well, they're a lot the same as my Kindle Fire. They are, except they're better. Well, they're an Apple product, which is good. Apple. But, but I've been really happy with Love my, Apple products. I've been really happy with apple my pie. Amazon products, except for the ones that died. But Pineapple. Pineapple. Mm, Mac. Mm. Yeah. Mac. Pineapple. Mm. Yeah, so we're just plugging along here, going one day at a time. We um, are. Um, and boy, can you tell we have a lot to talk about because both of us are trying to. I'm I'm sitting here waiting for her to, to kick right away. in. And well, I have a, a little subject I want to talk about. Oh, you do? Yeah, I wow. do. We, by, by the way, mm-hmm. Happy St. Patrick's Day! Oh, thank you. Do you know anything about St. Patrick? Oh, we have episodes go back to our archive. I did some research on St. Patty a long time ago. How? Don't be irreverent, St. Patrick. St. Patrick. No, I'm just joking. Yeah. How he had been kidnapped and then brought to Ireland, and then he went back to Ireland later as a missionary. Do you like corned beef and cabbage? I like cabbage. I tried a corned beef brisket the other day. It was pretty ba- I did it all day in the crock pot, yeah. and it still tasted gross. I ate a couple little tiny flecks of it, Blah. but it was kind of icky. And I do this every year. I make corned beef and cabbage every yeah. year, and I always don't like it. So why do you make it? Why don't we just have the cabbage and potato dinner? It's that, that tradition thing. It's that nostalgic thing. It's that thing that, I don't know. I think cabbage and potatoes is better. Anyway. I do like cabbage. I really like cabbage. It's really good for you. Mm-hmm. Even though it smells like somebody farted in the house okay, when you cook it. Rick, stop using those words on our podcast. What, fart? Yes. Fart, 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 Richard, fart, fart, fart. stop it. That's not appropriate. Okay. When we were, when I was in second grade, I remember one of my classmates getting in trouble for saying that word at school. And so from then on, it was a taboo word to you. Well, in my family, that fart, would fart, never fart, have fart, been fart, said fart, at home. Fart, 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 fart. Hey, stop it. Anyway, it smells like that when you cook cabbage, but it doesn't taste like that. No, especially if you put some salt and butter on it. Mm. But, uh, 
oh yeah, okay, I'll go for that. You know what I did? I went and bought because my friend had posted uh, that she wanted some um, some uh, recipes for beets. And I love beets. Beets are one of my favorite vegetables besides mm-hmm. asparagus and green beans. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, fresh green beans. And I also like um, carrots are good. A celery. I love celery. And uh, anyway, I went out and bought myself two big fresh beets. And I cut one up and I made it with a little bit of uh, cayenne pepper and, uh, and salt. Mm, it was so good. What are you looking at me like that for? I have one more beat left I can eat this week. Man, I don't miss a beat. I've tried growing beets, but I haven't had a lot of success. Our beets have been about as big as my thumb. Yeah. And that's the biggest one. I think I need deeper soil. Deeper. Deeper soil for the big beets. We we used to have friends that had beets that were like head-sized. Yeah, they were huge. They were bigger than softballs. Yeah, you could have put them on, like, on, on a scarecrow. One beat is a meal And for been a right in the face. <laughs> anyway, uh, why am I talking about vegetables? I'm not sure. Well, I think I do know why. Okay. Because I'm very excited. Yeah? The flowers that you planted mm-hmm. and that I sat in the lawn chair and talked with you while you planted... Yeah, you took video of me planting the tulip bulbs and the daffodil bulbs. Is that what you're talking yes, about? Yes, and now mm-hmm. our tulips <laughs> are coming up. What? I still remember. I was planting and, the... and you were asking, so um, when do we get to see the flowers? And I said, I was planting them in the fall. And I go, honey, these won't be up until around Easter in the springtime. I wasn't very happy about that. And you were like, What? We're planting these now, and we aren't going to see them till spring? And I said, yes, dear. Kind of lost track of time, so I guess that's okay. <laughs> but our, some of our daffodils have bloomed already. They're yeah, beautiful. a few of them, and we have some tulips budding up. I thought yeah. we had a lot more daffodils than we did, mm-hmm. than we do. Not daffodils, uh, tulips than we do. Mm-hmm. But I have a feeling that it, probably when they all bloom, it'll be a lot. Don't you yeah. think? Yeah. Well, we have a bunch in, in containers, too. Right. And they're not quite in front of us. Yeah. So. And I might actually pull them out now that hopefully we're not. We had some snow this morning, though. Snow. Snow. It was, snow. It was slushy snow. 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 I don't do it right. So. You did it perfect. Okay. So, anyway. My wife is the... It was, White sl- Christmas it was slushy snow. Slushy snow. And so it didn't stick or anything, but it was like, it was weird to see snow on St. Patty's Day. Of course, we've had snow clear into April before, but. The problem like, was it wasn't green snow. But it's not supposed to. It's a little bit of green snow. It's not supposed to frost here anymore, so I'm, I might pull my tulips bulbs that I have in containers underneath our tree and put them out in our flower beds so we can enjoy them. I would really like that yeah. because we bought way too many tulips. Well, and then our good friend Shirley blessed us with some tea. Hi, Shirley. Shirley is awesome. Yeah, she's really sweet. She is. She would we agree with me that you shouldn't talk not naughty. Oh, I'm sorry. Words. I guess I, I won't say those words anymore. Thank you. I just realized I might have offended somebody. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. Fart. Be more socially appropriate here. Fart. <laughs> Behave yourself. <sighs>
It's a full-time job trying to get you to behave. You think I'm... She, she's been calling me 14 lately, that I'm like 14 years old. He's been acting 14. I won't go into detail, but he's been acting like a 14-year-old. <sighs> it's very exhausting. <laughs> trying to get him to behave. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, anyway... No comment. Okay, so... Do you want to play a little promo, or do you want me to get right into our subject? Why don't we get right into our subject? Sorry if we haven't been playing your promos. I just, I need some new ones. Okay. We listen to a lot of podcasts, and we like everybody's podcast that we listen to, so there. So. So listen to our friends' podcasts. We th- we thought about <laughs> talking about um, ways to celebrate Easter um, as a family or as yourself. As a community. Well, before you do that, <coughs> excuse me, let me ask you some questions. Can I do that? Well, okay, but I had some other things I want to talk about besides that. But go ahead, ask your questions, and I'll see <coughs> if I can get my points in. <laughs> what? Uh, what do you I'll mean by I, that? I see if I can answer your questions by saying what I want to talk about. <laughs> okay, my question is. What is the, what is even the significance if somebody doesn't go to church, uh-huh. and they basically have celebrated all their life um, the Easter Bunny and candy? Mm-hmm. Why in the world? Why should somebody listening to our podcast right now, who maybe doesn't even have a religious background, why do you do you think it's significant that they would celebrate Easter? And what what significance does it hold to you other than church? Well. Easter is one of the few holidays that even though, according to history, kind of was adopted out of, the term Easter is actually kind of a pagan term, of a celebration of, like, fertility and new growth and all that. But, all that said, um, we can historically also look back to the Jewish religion that if you go back to the Old Testament the book of Exodus where Moses led Moses was a prophet a leader of I the Jewish people I think most people know who most Moses people know was Moses and the Red or, Sea Moses, Moses, Moses and, and Pharaoh they've heard watched the Ten Commandments on TV or something Okay, well, let my people go Moses before he led the people out of Egypt, there was a tradition or a feast or ritual that was started for the Jewish people called the Passover. Oh, okay. And it was when they took uh, a perfect lamb, a lamb that was without blemish. Um, like you mean like a, 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 a lamb? A lamb. Okay. And they shed its blood. And then they put the blood on the doorposts of the house and so when the plague came or of a kind of a death thingy death angel a death thingy that came through egypt when the when moses was representing god Mm -hmm. to pharaoh yeah he said that there would be a plague that would come through egypt and take all the firstborn children From those people that didn't have... And it was the last of ten plagues. And after each plague... That didn't have the blood mm -hmm. of a a sacrifice lamb on their doorpost. doorpost. 
And so it happened. So it happened. Now, this was the 10th because Moses first went and asked him to let the people go out to worship God in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said no. And then after each plague, he would say no. And anyway, like the frogs and the boils and the blood in the water and on and and on and on. Okay. Because the people had cried out for a deliverer and God sent them Moses and Mm -hmm. then did all these miracles. And eventually they were able to leave Egypt. Well, that was a feast of Passover that was established. Okay, well, wait, 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 wait. you skipped a whole part. Okay, so what happened when they put the blood over the doorposts? Well, it protected that family and their firstborn child from. But everybody else lost their firstborn kid. If they didn't, if they weren't covered with the blood of the lamb. Okay, which is significant, obviously. That is significant. Okay, Okay. so then after that point on, they commemorized it. Is that the word you call it? Yeah, something like that. Is that the word you use? Anyway, they, they from then on, it. remembered, mm-hmm. and they celebrated once a year when the death angel passed over. And that's what Passover, Passover. is. Yes. So go okay, forward many, many centuries. <laughs> and like we my, have... Mike, my, my go forward. We have <laughs> the birth of Jesus Christ. And there's a passage I want to read to you, or maybe have you read, because you're a better reader oh, than no, I am. Oh, no, you're okay. It's in Isaiah. It's only um, 12 verses, so I might be able to handle this. Okay. Isaiah 53. And this is kind of significant because this is about, was written about 700 years before Jesus. Okay. But if you've studied the New Testament all, now this is all the Old Testament. This is from the prophet Isaiah. Mm-hmm. And he's read, when I read this, I just see Jesus. And when we were in church today, our pastor was talking about the importance of recognizing Jesus and who he is and what he's done. So I'm going to read this to you. And I challenge you guys to see if you see Jesus in this passage. Okay. It says, But oh, how few believe it. Who will listen? To whom will God reveal his saving power? In God's eyes, he was like a tender green shoot sprouting from a root in dry and sterile land. But in our eyes, there was no attractiveness at all, nothing to make us want him. We despised him and rejected him, a man of sorrows, acquainted with bitter, bitterest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way when he went by. He was despised and we didn't care. Yet it was our grief he bore, our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God for his own sins. But he was wounded and bruised for our sins. He was beaten that we might have peace. He was lashed that we were healed. We, every one of us, have strayed like sheep. We who left God's path to follow our own, yet God laid him the guilt and sins uh, laid on him the guilt and sins of every one of us. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he never said a word. He was brought as a lamb to the slaughter, as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, 
So he stood silent before the ones condemning him. From prison and trial they led him away to his death. But who among the people of that day realized that their sins, that it was their sins that he was dying for? That he was suffering their punishment. He was <laughs> he was buried like a criminal, put in a rich man's grave, but he had done no wrong. He had never spoken an evil word. But it was the Lord's good plan to bruise him and to fill him with grief. However, when his soul has made... Um, However, when his soul has been made an offering for sin, then he shall have a multitude of children, many heirs. He shall live again, and God's program shall prosper in his hands. And when he sees all that is accomplished by the anguish of his soul, he shall be satisfied, and because of what he has experienced, my righteous servant shall be make um, shall make many to be counted righteous before God, for he shall bear their sins. Therefore, I will give him the honors of one who is mighty and great, because he has poured out his soul unto death. He was counted as a sinner; he bore the sins of many, and he pled with God for sinners so I don't know about you well, this is 700 years before 700 Christ 700 years before, before Jesus was born well probably about if you want to get really technical about 681 years okay. BC before he was born give or take about 5 or 6 years okay so yeah and it we, was, I mean we know that and, and it's been proven that this manuscript is actually accurate. Well, here. this is interesting because if people have heard about the Dead Sea Scrolls, the manuscripts, the scriptural texts, scrolls that were found right. by the Dead Sea in a cave in jars that have been dated back hundreds of years. Um, before Christ. Before Christ. They found this text. So it wasn't written like later on in history. Somebody wrote it and said, let's make this, the date on this really old so they, it proves that Jesus is the Messiah. It, it was more than 700 years before the crucifixion of Christ. And yet it described it right it there. It described so many details in here. Yeah. I mean, in the New Testament, yeah. it talks about when they took Jesus before um, Pilate and Herod, he remained silent, didn't defend himself. Right. He didn't lash back or try to fight back, try to escape. He didn't do any of that. And it talked about in this passage in Isaiah chapter 53, it talked about when he died, they they um, crucified him between two criminals. Mm -hmm. So he, just like it said here, he died like a criminal's death, but he had done no wrong. Right. And then they put him in a rich man's tomb, which they did. Joseph of Arimathea was a wealthy man. Right. Gave him his tomb. There's just so many details. And this is only one passage of many in the Old Testament that foretold the coming Messiah. Right. And that's just the Jew the Jewish name for um, what we would call a savior or um, 
what, how would else would you say Messiah would mean savior or someone who rescuer rescuer. So okay, term. so what's the what now? What is the significance of you reading that? Then what was the? Well, I just thought this was a good picture of really what Easter is about. That Jesus came and died for our sins, mm -hmm. and then He rose again. But on top of that, we were on the way to church this morning. We were talking about rejection. And this passage, a lot of people really struggle with just feeling rejected or defeated. Um, um, grief, sorrows. And it said in verse 4, yet it was our grief he bore and our sorrows that he that weighed him down. And it talks about how he was despised and rejected. And I guess one of the things I was thinking about this passage was that sometimes we can get so focused on the way we feel. And we can feel like it's all about us and our feelings. And yet it says here that Jesus bore those hurts and he was afflicted. He knew pain. So when we go to, to God in prayer and we say, you know, Jesus, I am just hurt. I am feeling bad because so-and-so rejected me. I, you know, I, I'm just sad. You know, whatever it is that we're going to God with, it's heavy on our heart. Jesus felt all those things. I mean, we have a savior or a rescuer, Messiah, however you want to say it, that can relate to our pain and relate to our grief because he took all of it on him. I've, I've heard before that, that different doctors and stuff has, have studied the crucifixion and what they could tell from the records. We have historical records from Josephus and and other historians that describe the crucifixion. And many believe that Jesus didn't die just because of the physical punishment, which was horrendous, but that he died of a broken heart. And, you know, according to this Isaiah, um, the prophet Isaiah, I can see where, you know, if he took on all the grief, all the sorrows, all the sin, and just awful dark yucky stuff from humanity i could see why that would give a man a heart attack you know i mean he was god made flesh he came down the son of god but still he came down into a human body and that human body couldn't handle that pain of you know that would be awful to take about on yourself every evil dark feeling and thought okay so all uh, right okay yeah all right. so you said a lot of things right there but there was one in particular thing that it caught my attention mm -hmm. and that is um you kind of assume that people listening go to god in prayer but what if there are people listening that really don't pray that they're might maybe they're interested in what we're talking about but they just kind of listen but they don't really they don't really talk to god so What's the significance of that passage for those people that maybe don't have uh, that kind of a relationship with God? What what does it say to them? Well, 
God isn't in the business of forcing a relationship onto people, but I think this passage tells the length, the lengths that God would go to reach out to mankind. That even when it talks about here at the beginning that people rejected Jesus, they despised him, they looked the other way when he went by, even though throughout the ages, a lot of times as human beings, we've kind of thumbed our noses at God and said, we can do it on our own, we don't need you. Right. Even though we do that to God, on a daily basis this this passage shows how far he's gone to make possible a relationship with us that he sent his son to be that unblemished that perfect lamb to shed his blood to put over the doorposts of our life yeah so that so that we, when death comes we aren't we can be saved okay i get it and so it kind of goes full circle. There's so many things in the Old Testament that we don't always understand, but they can be kind of pictures or illustrations of God's love for us and sure. how he goes the to the extreme okay. to try to have a relationship with us. Right. Okay, so with this knowledge then that we just got and this little lesson that we just learned, what are some things that people can do, both young, old, in between, to make Easter more significant spiritually? Maybe there's people listening that you you know you've just done the candy thing or the Easter basket thing with your kids, and you're thinking, well, you know, I want a little bit more. I want I want to I want to celebrate Easter in a in a more spiritual way this year. What are some practical things they can do to do that without being weird? Well, we had quite a we had a few comments because we asked people um, on Facebook, and we had a few comments. Most of the people, to sum up what they said, um, was that they they did some kind of um, church service together as a family. That they went to church. Um, that was one of the the um, biggest comments that we got um they went to church as they a family. went to church as a family they and then we also time. a lot of people had meals together mm-hmm. with their family and and overall um what i grew up doing you know growing up in a, a christian family um there were some years that when we had little nephews or nieces you know someone would do an easter egg hunt or something and even though that's not technically a biblical trend tradition our our, tra- our traditions in our family were mostly around going to church and then having a meal together right having a celebration about the resurrection of jesus christ yeah okay that works yeah um we had some comments about what other people did and um Christy said after church they get together for a fabulous meal and if it's nice out they have an egg hunt for the kids. Daniel said my church goes to a local convention center for one big weekend service as one big church family. Um, my 
and then after the service it's good to sp a day to spend with good friends um someone else said <coughs> they eat lamb same as christmas which i had never we our family haven't usually eaten lamb but that's something some people do greg um said it's really about church now that the kids are grown dinner tends to be ham my preferred Easter movie is the, the Miracle Maker, an animated delight. So just like, you know, that's kind of fun. We, um, when our kids were little, just a practical way to kind of reinforce the resurrection. Um, some years I would make these rolls that I read about in like a family magazine uh, called Roll Away the Stone Rolls. <laughs> And basically, you take um, bread dough. You can buy the frozen bread roll dough. And you wrap it around a marshmallow, dip mm -hmm. it in butter, cinnamon, sugar, and bake them. Right. And as they bake, the marshmallow melts. So it kind of just turns into like gooey, sweet stickiness. And when you get ready to eat them, you can open up the roll and it's empty like an empty tomb. That's cool. So that was kind of a way, you know, they still got a sweet treat, but it wasn't just about like Easter bunnies and eggs and stuff, even though, you know, the kids had some of those things too. And, and our dog usually ate the bunnies though. Oh, yes. Our dog loved San chocolate Santa Clauses and chocolate bunnies. Yeah, I remember that. Much to our son Andrew's chagrin. Because yeah. Because he usually would n just nibble on the ears or the head or something and find the rest of it gone the next day <laughs> from the talk <laughs> but but you know we tried to do some things i know that sometimes in christian bookstores or you can make your own i've seen um egg cartons where it, you take the little plastic eggs and you put inside the eggs different little symbols uh, about or or verses and and treats to talk about um, about Easter and, and the meaning, the spiritual meanings of what Jesus did for us. Now, this is what I was had I lost in my train of thought a while ago. Unlike we've talked about before, how some things on the quote unquote Christian calendar were kind of like thrown in, like Jesus' birthday um, probably wasn't December twenty fifth, but that's a day we choose to celebrate it. You right. know. Um, the resurrection of Christ can be nailed down within a few hours or days because of the Jewish calendar. Jesus was Jewish, and so were his disciples, so they celebrated Passover together. He was taken after the Passover dinner, um, arrested for, for what crimes we really don't know because he didn't commit any. So they arrested him and took him back and forth between Pilate and Herod and then Pilate again. And then he was beaten, made to carry his own cross up a hill, crucified. And then he was brought down, put in a tomb. And then on what we call Easter morning, he rose from the dead. So... We have a timeline pretty, you know, within a few hours, <laughs> we can say when Jesus rose from the dead. Now, there's a some confusion to some people who really want to get nitpicky about 
there's different Sabbaths that were mentioned, and Sabbath just means a day of rest or a holy day. Um, and because it was a high holy day, there's a little confusion about how many days Jesus was in the tomb. But, you know, within a few hours, okay, guys, <laughs> he, he rose again. You know, we, we can tell you probably within 24 hours about when that happened. So it was pretty exciting. One of the things that I like the best is when Jesus rose from the tomb, the first people that saw him were women because he talked to them first because he knew if he had a message to get out, tell a woman because we could talk. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> so what is what has been a meaningful thing to you? I talked about our roll away the stone rolls and our little... Easter messages inside the plastic eggs. <laughs> I don't remember those. You don't. Well, you grew up with the Easter bunny and the... M&M's. M&M's, okay. Chocolate bunnies. Chocolate bunnies. So I think, I think that Easter, when I first believed in God, was the first Easter that I had was... It was confusing a little bit because it was so different than what I was used to. The emphasis wasn't on self. It was on on God. And so that was a really different, I remember the first couple years was, were really different. But then as time went on, I think, um, I think it became a significant holiday as far as the, the reminding or the, the remembrance or the, the, the act of, here we go with commemorating again, but with acknowledging what happened and the significance of what happened to Christ. It really, I don't know, it just, it kind of levels life out a little bit more and it makes you think. And, and to me, it makes me grateful. And I think when I think of Easter, I think of springtime and I think of new beginnings and the flowers are blooming and the, you know, the tulips and the daffodils and the, <coughs> excuse me. And, <coughs> you know, there's new life all over the place. And it's just, it's so, um, I don't know, so reminds me of Christ rising from the dead and, and raising from the dead and living so that we might live. And I think that's uh, the Easter's significant that way to me. And I think that's what's changed over the years for me. And then the older I get, the more Easter becomes about spending time with my family and just enjoying that time, listening to them talk and hanging out with them and, and enjoying their company. So that to me, you know, Easter is remembering what Jesus has done for me, me personally, you know, and, and those around me, and then uh, spending time with my family. And that's really, that's really the significance of Easter to me. You know, one of the things that I remember um, when I was a, a kid at church that we did that was, it just seemed to me a, a picture of hope is usually in our area we have a lot of daffodils bloom around um, Easter time. Mm -hmm. And we had this um, chicken wire cross that someone made, I don't know how many decades ago. And as, as kids, we would take um, daffodils and we would fill the chicken wire cross up with and make this bright yellow cross full of full of these daffodils and I can still picture that in my head and think about how Jesus kind of 
he brought sunshine and hope to a dark place you know when we come out of winter it's a, a dark time especially here when we live in the northwest it gets dark it sometimes never gets light um all winter long we have dark gray days and it's and it's pitch dark sometimes at three thirty four in the afternoon yeah, yeah and so it's it's nice to to see um around easter time when we have you know that I just picture the daffodils covering that chicken wire cross, and it is just a, a spot of bright, sunny hope. It's a good thing. Yeah. And so, you know, I think just like all holidays, you know, if you can spend time with family or friends and take a minute to remember, there's one film, and I have to say when I watched it, I felt like I had a little post-traumatic stress syndrome going on. But I don't think that I will ever think about Easter the same. Yeah, me too. And I was going to bring that up, so I'm glad you did. So go ahead. You know what movie I'm talking about. Well, it's that the one that Mel Gibson did, The Passion of the Christ. And, you know, some of his artistic um, choices wouldn't have been my own. I mean, like, yeah, well, there was a donkey with maggots, maggots all over it, and it was kind of grossed me out. I mean, there's some different things... Coming from his perspective that were probably very meaningful to him. But the thing that got me in this movie was when they beat Christ. And he, and according to Josephus, the historian, they didn't even come close. But I think Mel Gibson came the closest. What, to describing it? Yeah, I think Mel Gibson came closest that I've ever seen in a movie. Mm -hmm. But according to the historians of the day, um, he didn't even go far enough. But I don't think you could really, um, with makeup and stuff, I don't, I mean, according to historians, you could see the bones in his back. Yeah. I mean, he was just beaten to like hamburger. I remember seeing that movie for the, you know, at the time I was pastoring. And I remember we were at this pastor's retreat and we came up to the Oregon coast and stopped at um, at a movie theater that was playing it. And they had invited our whole group to see it before it came out. Uh-huh. And I remember um, sitting in the theater thinking, oh, I have no idea what we're going to watch. And from the moment it started till the moment it was done, you didn't hear anything. I mean, you could have heard a pin drop in that place. And I'll never forget the impact that it made on those of us that um just kind of let the film do its thing and i remember um at one point thinking why i've i felt like uh i had spilled a drink or something this isn't a this wasn't a popcorn movie we didn't buy popcorn and stuff like that but it felt like i'd spilled a drink on my shirt and when i when i realized what i was going on i was crying and uh you know not that Men shouldn't cry or anything, but I was surprised. Mm-hmm. And but then it was just amazing the uh, the impact of seeing what happened to Christ and the interpretation that they did in that movie was so riveting to me that um, when it was done, the group of like seventy five hundred people got up without saying a word, and we walked out, and nobody said anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you heard a few sniffles here and there. But that we just walked to our cars and we drove off. Nobody discussed it. 
Nobody spent time sitting there going, wow, that was amazing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. It Because it wasn't a movie that was like, wow, that was great special effects. Or, oh, wow, did you see that? Or, mm-hmm. wow, they really did that well. It was personal. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference between just entertainment and and when you deal with God. Because what, what happens is is we as human beings are... We're made to connect to God. That's what we, that's how we're made. And a lot of us aren't connected to him. But when we connect, that's when life happens. And I think when, when we saw the significance, this group of people that I was with saw the significance, even though we preached about him and even though we, we prayed and we helped people come to know him, there was different. After you watched that movie, it was, it was, it brought it, to a completely different level. And I remember driving, it took me a good two hours driving home to begin to un, uncompress or decompress from what I had seen. And uh, I've never had a movie affect me like that ever, ever. Mm-hmm. And never again. And I think, how many, I don't know how many Maybe years. we bought a zoo, but not quite. Was this like 10 years ago? Or I don't remember I can't when it came out how long ago. Something like that. But, Still to this day, I I have never watched the movie again. But I think you did go see it twice, didn't you? Go well, with yeah, me? I went with the, the youth group. Yeah, we took. We the rented youth the group. theater like at midnight or something, and, the, and took, took a whole, whole group of people. Group. Yeah, and we even. But let it didn't our, have it didn't have the same impact the second time around. We even let our boys see it because um, it was rated R. Yeah, and, and, and we, we wouldn't have done we that. We normally would not let our our little boys watch rated R movies and. I had never seen it, so I was like, um, afterwards, I thought maybe we should. Yeah, because it was pretty it violent. Was pretty violent, but at the same time, I still often think about that movie. Um, there's a tradition in just about every Christian church. I don't know very many churches that don't have some form of this, but we talked about that Passover meal, that feast. Well, most churches have something called the Last Supper or Communion um, that that they go through, just like Jesus said. He he took the wine, blessed it, and he said, "Take this." this no, is that was my first. Blood. He did the bread. The bread. Okay, he, he took said, "This the is bread, my body, body broken for you." Broken for you. Then Take he did it the wine. in remembrance of me, and then he took the wine, blessed it. And my blood this is my blood. And so just about every church, you know, even churches that aren't real formal usually have this tradition somewhere. You know, it might not be every service. It might be once a month or once a year. I don't, you know, but almost every Christian church that I know of have some form of this Um tradition that they they do we call it communion some mm-hmm. churches call it the eucharist but but That's three no matter, syllables i found out eucharist eucharist yeah you've been doing the catholic schoolhouse so you're you're getting down on your catholicisms get down so what i'm saying is after watching mel gibson's uh, movie the passion of the christ i can't take communion the same because whenever i think about Jesus' blood being shed, I picture him walking up to Calvary with that cross on his head and mm-hmm. the corn the the crown of thorns stuck into his head and he had been whipped 
and beaten so badly that every every strand of his hair was saturated in blood and dripping off and i that image just stuck with me and whenever i take communion and i hear this is my blood <laughs> i'm going yeah you know i i'm surprised a matter of fact jesus couldn't he was beaten so badly he couldn't carry that cross all the way up yeah, the hill. Had somebody he else had to have it. someone help him carry it. Cause Simon of Cyrene. He was beaten so badly. And so anyway, I this might seem kind of like a, a downer message, but my grandfather said something to Rick and I almost 27 years ago now. And he said, no matter what you do, and this was like two days before he went to be with God, whatever you do, keep your eyes on Jesus. And that's kind of what I was, my whole point for this talk was when I was reading out of the book of Isaiah, he was talking about Jesus who was going to come. He was going to die for our sins. He was going to take our griefs and sorrows on himself. And that is a point of hope that's just that is that daffodil cross <laughs> shining light into a dark time saying that there is there is hope there is a future yeah yeah that's cool yeah so uh i guess our show today was just basically on uh you know how can you celebrate easter and and you know make it more of a significant holiday in your life because it's worth it not that we shouldn't always remember, you know, what Jesus has done. And I mean, we talk about him all the time, so obviously we do. Mm -hmm. But uh, this can really be a good launching point of, you know, making more of a commitment to to be what God has called you to be and to love people the way you're supposed to love people and and get closer to God. I think it's a it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So why don't uh, we pray for folks and then... Uh, Next week, we have some guests coming on the show, so that'll be fun. Cool. But uh, why don't we pray for people? Go ahead. Mm, you do it. Okay. I prayed for dinner. I get to pray twice in a row. Wow. <laughs> I prayed for dinner. <laughs> and did you get it? Yes. Yes. We had dinner laid out before us, so we just asked God to bless it. Not that we didn't trust your cooking, but Thanks. it doesn't hurt. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> okay. Well, Father God, we just come to you and ask you to be with us this coming week to help us focus on the true meaning of the holidays, that it isn't just about candy and bunnies and Easter eggs, but it's about the great gift, your relentless pursuit of us, that you want to have a relationship with us. Though you don't force us, you were there patiently waiting for us to turn around to you. And I just pray that this next week, Lord, that we will notice you in our lives. We'll notice you in nature. We will notice you in your Bible. We'll notice you in our relationships and, and just the plan that you have, have done through sending your son Jesus. I just pray that this week will be 
uh, a week of blessings and of joy and of hope. I ask this in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, my dear. You're welcome. Next week, we will be um, talking with uh, Randy and Faye Crane, mm -hmm. who are some really cool people. We like them. Mm -hmm. And you probably have heard of Randy because he not only is a travel consultant and helps people go to Disneyland, mm -hmm. he's written a, a book. Mm -hmm. He does a podcast mm -hmm. and all sorts of other things. He's really and cool. He, and, and he has a really, really cool thing that we're going to talk to him about where he helps people get closer to God. It's called life coaching. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about it. Cool. But uh, we get to meet his wife, which will be really fun. She's yeah. really cool. We know her from Facebook, but I don't think we've ever really talked with her. So this will be a lot of fun to find out, you know, the the other the other half. Mm -hmm. So it should be fun. So you guys will have to stick, stick around for that. That's next week with Randy and Faye Crane on Taken With You. So, dear, how do people get a hold of us? You can get a hold of us at our Taken With You website. Mm -hmm. You can... Email us at rick at takenwithyou.com mm -hmm. or amy at takenwithyou.com. Mm -hmm. You can also get a hold of us at our Facebook pages, um, rick.moyer, well, it's facebook.com forward slash rick.moyer mm -hmm. or facebook.com forward slash amy.moyer. This is correct. Mm -hmm. And we want to say a big thank you. We had a couple of uh, uh, donations this last week. Um, from some listeners, from some of our good listeners, cool people, we love you, and uh, we we don't usually name the people that give to the podcast um, out loud because not everybody enjoys getting their name put out there. But um, we just want to say thank you, and of course we've thanked you over email and and uh, texting or however we've thanked you. But uh, we just want to say thank you for helping us out. Really, really helpful, especially right now. So yeah. that was really cool of you. Uh, to do that. And if you feel led to give or help with the podcast, we certainly would love to hear from you. And uh, there's a donation button right on our website at takingwithyou.com and you can donate through PayPal. Yeah. All right. That's everything, everybody. Have a great uh, week. We'll see you next week on uh, Palm Sunday. Wow. With Randy All and right. Faye. It'll be fun. That'll All right. Be good. All right. Good night, everybody. Hey, this has been a Moyer Multimedia LLC production, copyright 2013. All rights reserved. <laughs>